Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Tainus Daf Chav Ches. We are holding on Daf Chav Zayin and Beis. We are about 13 lines from the end of the page on Chav Zayin and Beis. At the two dots, Bayom Arishon Bereshis and Vayihirakia. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. It's also sponsored by Friends of the Beach Minion, Liz Chusr for Shleim of Ha'arye David Alevi ben Yehuda Shira. Also sponsored by Stuart Weinberg in memory of his beloved mother, Joanne uh, Weinberg, Joan Ann Weinberg, who passed away just after the start of the present daf cycle, her Nisham Shev and Aliyah. And also by Avram and Becky Cement in honor of the recent marriage of their son, Binyamin, to Penina Rosenbaum. We wish the Cement family a mazel tov on Binyamin's marriage, and we thank all the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we're going, we're uh, picking up again at the two dots, about 13 lines on the bottom of the page, and the Gemara is going to discuss how it's possible to fit two aliyos into five psukim, because one of the mamadas that's described is a set of five psukim where we have to have two different uh, olim. Then the Gemara is going to discuss. <coughs> whether they do the Kriya by Musaf Balpeh and whether and why that would be allowed to do that, how, how do they manage to do that without violating any Yisr. Then the Gemara is going to bring stories of different people who deceive the authorities in order to be able to bring Bikurim and to bring Eitzim for the Ma'aracha because apparently there were Gzeros that were made that uh, we weren't allowed to do these things and we had to sneak it in. So how exactly they deceived the guards in order to bring these things to Yerushalayim. Then the Gemara is going to identify some of the Eitzim, the families that we uh, that we mentioned in the Mishnah, who were Mevi'e Eitzim on specific dates, and how would uh, how the the the, the Havasa Eitzim would cancel the Ma'amados. Then on Amid Beis, we're going to talk a little bit about Halal, which days we recite Halal, the full Halal, and uh, why it is that uh, Halal and Rosh Chodesh recited if there's no din to recite Halal and Rosh Chodesh. And the Gemara is also going to talk about calculating the date of the Shviras Haluchos. When exactly was it? That that Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchos because we're going to start getting into what the Mishnah listed, the five reasons that we observe Shiva Asar Bittamu. So let's begin. At the two dots. On Yomarishon, the Anshe Maimud would read the partials of Bereshis and the partial of Yehirakia. So Tana Bereshis Bishnaim, Yehirakia Be'echad. Bereshis was split up into two people, but Yehirakia was one Ola because it's only three Psukim in Yehirakia. Well, Bishlam Yehirakia Be'echad Slasa Psukim Havi. I get why Yehirakia is only one, one uh, Ola because there are three Psukim in Yehirakia and you always need to have a minimum of three Psukim. El Bereshis Bishnaim, Chamisha Psukim. But how do they divide up the parsha of Bereshis, which only has five psukim, into two different olim? If every if each ola is going to need to read three psukim, five cannot divide into uh, into two different olim. We always have a minimum of three psukim. The Gemara Megillah is going to tell us That's why it has to dafka be uh, be three that corresponds to Torah Neviyah and Ksuvim. Torah Neviyah and Ksuvim. So that, to, to, uh, that probably is meant to symbolize that all of it is encapsulated in the Torah. That even the Nevi'im Aksuvim is somehow, uh, that's what the Gemara says, that La Sadavo, we're only going to have Chamishu Chumshetor Vesefri Yoshua Bilvad. That everything else, all the messages of all the Nevi'im are going to be derived and incorporated in the Torah. So the Gemara has uh, two answers, two resolutions to this problem. How do we deal with five Psukim and two Olim? Rav Amar Doleg, Ushmol Amar Posek. Those are the two solutions.
conditions. Rav says the first Ola reads three psukim, then the second Ola goes back one pasuk and repeats a pasuk that the first Ola read, similar to what we do, or exactly the same that we do on Rosh Chodesh. And Shmuel says, no, the first Ola reads two and a half psukim, and the second Ola reads two and a half psukim. Take the middle pasuk and cut it in half. So Rav Amardolik, my time what was wrong with Shmuel's suggestion? Isn't it confusing to go backwards and to read the same Pasuk again? Why not just split the Pasuk in half? So, because Rav holds that any Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu himself didn't divide, that it didn't break up as a separate Pasuk, we're not allowed to break it up. Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Torah split up into Pasukim. We don't have the uh, the uh, the right to uh, read a part of a particular Pasuk. We have to read the entirety of a Pasuk. So it's much better that the second guy should go back and read a pasuk again, rather than to be uh, than to be posek. Shmuel Amar posek, and Shmuel says that we do split the pasuk. Me paskinan. Does uh, are you really allowed to do such a thing? You're allowed to read a half a pasuk from Rabbi Chanina Kara. Rabbi Chanina, who was a Kara, he was a Balmikra. He was someone who taught children. When Chamesh Lemikra, when a five-year-old, uh, when a person reaches the age of five, they're supposed to be taught Mikra until the age of ten. So he was the teacher for those young grades when they were learning Tanakh. And he said, you know, my job isn't easy. Tsar Rabbi Chanina I had a lot of uh, negotiations that uh, you know to try to convince Rabbi. That I cannot teach full psukim at a time. Try to tell a five-year-old and just read a whole pasuk and then start explaining it to him. You have to break it down phrase by phrase, word by word. It's impossible to teach it if you're doing a whole pasuk at a time. But he finally gave in and he told me that I could be my, I could I could split the pasuk, but only for tinokus shabbos because that's do, that we're doing that not as a kriyas Torah but just as a lima in order to be able to teach them. So how could Shmuel allow splitting up a Pasuk for Kriyas HaTorah? That's not the Islamid. Shmuel, Shmuel would respond, Hasam time Mishum Why is it that he allowed it for the Tinoch HaShemesh Rabban? It's because there's no other option. You can't teach a five-year-old an entire Pasuk at one time. You have to divide it up in order for him to understand what's going on. Well, guess what? Hachanami, Lo Efshar. When it comes to Kriyas HaTorah of the Anshim Maimid, you also have no other possibility. There's no other way to read the Parsha of Bereit that uh, you know in uh, in 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 two uh, two olim unless you do it my way Shmuel says unless you split the pasuk in half now the the, the gemara is going to ask what's wrong with Rav's solution why didn't Shmuel think of Rav's solution that's the next line of gemara but lechora one could have asked even uh, even better uh, the uh, Pnei Yishur raises the question w- w- there's there's no um, uh, 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 limit on the pesukim that you can read you have the whole Torah in front of you so why not just read another parsha meaning read five pesukim for the first aliyah, three psukim for the second aliyah, and then go into Yikavu Hamayim, go into the next parsha. Why do you have to? Uh, why do you have to fit two? Why do you have to squeeze two olim into the parsha of Bereishis? So Pnei Yeshua says no, because if you're going to read on one day uh, three uh, three days of Ma'aseh Bereishis, and then another day you're only going to read two days of Ma'aseh Bereishis, you're going to be matil kina b'Ma'aseh Bereishis. So uh, we don't want to do that. We want to keep things even. That it should be consistent, one day to the next. Okay, so that's why we had to fit it into two and. Shmuel says we had no other option. Shmuel, I'm reposting my time alone or doling, but what was wrong with Rab's option? So, Gzera Mishum Anachnasin, Gzera Mishum Hayotzin. It was Gzera because people come into Shul a little bit late after the first Aliyah and they see where the second Ola is picking up from. They'll look in their Chumash and they'll say, wait a second, the first Ola must have only read two Psukim because the second Ola is picking up from Pasukim. 
Gimel, or someone who leaves early and realizes that uh, that the first Ola read Pesukim out through Gimel is going to think to himself, oh, the next Ola, I have to leave, I have to go to work, I have to catch a train or whatever it is that people leave early for. So I, the, I, the next Ola is probably only going to read two Pesukim. So that's what he's going to he's going to assume. So uh, so we in order that people shouldn't get that misimpression, better to cut the pasuk in in half. So the Gemara now brings a brisa that's going to be a kasha both on Rav and on Shmuel. Mesve, we have a brisa that talks about Kriyasa Torah throughout the year. That parsha shall shisha psukim koronosa bishnaim. That if you have a parsha that's six psukim long, you could have two olim. Vishal chamisha biyachid. Vimarishon korish losha, sheni korish naim, parsha zuvech, and parsha acheres. If you have a parsha of five psukim, you only give one aliyah for that parsha, or, or, or you could give an aliyah of three psukim, and if the guy stops two psukim before the end of the parsha, the next guy will finish that parsha and read another pasuk in the next parsha. Some say he's got to go three psukim to the next parsha. Because you're not allowed to begin a parsha less than three psukim into it. I mean, you have to do a minimum of three psukim from the beginning of the parsha. So the, but, but, frankly, Gemara, wait a second. Why? If you hold that, you're allowed to reverse and go back and read a pasuk again. So like Rab said, why don't you do that? And if you hold like Shmuel that you're allowed to cut a pasuk in half, live soak. Why don't you do that? Why don't the Brysa think of those suggestions? Says Mara, shiny awesome. The Brysa is talking about Kriya Torah throughout the year. The Isle Ravcha, where you have uh, you have plenty of possibility to just read more and more psukim from another parsha, from the parsha that follows it. Whatever you read, is going to be uh, is going to be fine, and you don't need to be dolik or to be posik. But over here by the Kriya of the parsha of the Mamados, we don't have that uh, ability to just read from the parsha that follows because you're only allowed to read from from uh, the parshas of Bereshis and Yehirikia, and you're not allowed, allowed to read other parshas. So we have to be medalik because we already predetermined, as we said before, the Bereshua, for whatever reason, not to be matil kinah, but whatever it is, but we already predetermined that it's got to be these two parshas. So once you predetermine it's got to be these two parshas, we have to do things that are uh, that are bidiyavet, even though uh, we'd, prefer, we'd prefer not to. So a couple of things over here. The Rishonim raise a, uh, raise a kasha. In Tshuva's Maram Rutenberg, he quotes it from the Tshuva's uh, and, and, and the Tshuva of the, Tshuva's of the Bali Atos as well. You have the, uh, the following kasha that's raised. How could Rav and Shmuel disagree about the, the Seder Akriya? Meaning there are certain machlokos that you have uh, throughout Shas where you say, uh, what did your father do, right? Meaning you've been to shul before, right? So what, what, what have they done? What have they done before, right? That's the the kasha about uh, the tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam and tefillin of Rashi. Did uh, Rabbeinu Tam's bar mitzvah? Whose tefillin was he wearing, right? Meaning uh, his bar, he was already arguing. He was already uh, wearing Rabbeinu Tam's tefillin. Okay, so there are lots of answers to that uh, to that question. Probably we call it tefillin to Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam wasn't the originator of that shita. He was a proponent of uh, of that shita. But there must have been multiple traditions for a while. So you could always give such an answer that there must have been multiple traditions for a while. But uh, how could it be that Rav and Shmuel disagree the, 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 uh, the, the, the Rishonim ask, how could they have forgotten their minute? The Yerushalmi said, the Yerushalmi asks about the Bnei B'Seira, about Erev Pesach Shechal B'Shabbos, how could they have forgotten the, uh, their minute in the sixth part of Pesachim? So they say that the Bnei B'Seira 
they asked because Beis Yisrael was Yoshim and Alad Masam Klal Yisrael is in Eretz Yisrael and Pesach is with a whole crowd of all of Klal Yisrael so, uh, so then Yishalmi is going to ask how could they have forgotten what to do but Rav and Shmuel were living in Golis Rav says Dolek holds that uh, those who are knowing otherwise must have forgotten the Minig and Shmuel said that uh, that they must have forgotten the Minig if you, if you held otherwise meaning they didn't have they, it wasn't uh, when everything was going smoothly and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and we were in Eretz Yisrael now we mentioned this rule called Pasuk to Lopaske Moshe and Nan Lopaskinon it is a rule there are many exceptions to that rule that the Post can point out some of the Yachorim write that when you have a Pasuk with an Asnachta or a Zakev Katon that uh, you're allowed to be Mafsik in the middle of a Pasuk because those, those traps indicate a break as well that it doesn't always mean a uh, full Pasuk necessarily so it's as if it's Paske Moshe and therefore there wouldn't be uh, there wouldn't be a Chashash in the Chuvus Rav Palim he says that he thinks that that's correct uh, and it's Mestavah that way and he says now we understand how we could say by Kiddush Levana Tipal Aleim Ka'aven. It's a chatzi pasuk, but we understand very well because on the the, the word ka'aven, there's an there's an asnachta. So if there's an asnachta, that you're allowed to do it. And he says, now I understand also by kiddush at Shabbos in the morning, al It's a chatzi pasuk. How do how is it that people just say al You're not allowed to split a pasuk in half. This would make sense because after the word hashvi'i uh, before the words al there's an asnachta. So good. So it splits the pasuk in half. We also understand how you can say by also, which is a chazi pasuk, because there's no snachta in the in the middle of the pasuk. However, the chasam soper points out that uh, our Gemara then doesn't make much sense. Meaning if in a snachta, if you're allowed to divide a puzzle with an asnachta, so what's the problem with the two and a half and the two and a half? The whole reason Rab said doli not to be posik is because uh, how could you split a puzzle? Well, you know, every puzzle has got an, asma, an asnachta, so split the puzzle at the asnachta, and that would be a problem. So it's a big kasha on that uh, that sheeta. That sheeta is quoted by uh, by the Nomagin Giborim uh, from the Yachnu Voaz. Also, a second uh, possible exception, the Nishmas Adam and Klal Hay. My brother wrote uh, his, uh, his. He wrote a sefer on Chay Adam Klal Samaches, and he also wrote a second sefer on Chay Adam Klal Hay, which is the column of uh, of brachos. So he writes the Nishmas Adam over there writes that only when you're doing it derech kriyas hapasuk it's also to be posek, but when it's bederech tefila it's mutter. If you're saying a pasuk uh, as a tefila it's mutter, and he says that's why in Musaf Rosh Hashanah we say the pesukim of the neviim we say Hashem Tzvakos Yagen Aleim, and that's what the Magen Avraham Prima Gadim also. Say that's why you're allowed to do it. So uh, you could also answer the Kasha of the Chasam Sofer. How could we say before Kiddush on Friday night, Vayer Vayvoker Yom Hashishi? That's being Mafsuk in the middle of a middle of a pasuk. So uh, so Chasam Sofer gives uh, gives an answer that you have no other choice because you have to say Vayer uh, Vayvoker because that's uh, you know Yom Hashishi because you have to be Meramis to the Yud Kevavke to the Shem Hashem. So there's no other option there. But come on, there's no other. Just start at the beginning of the pasuk. Read the whole pasuk and you'll still you'll still incorporate that into the uh, the Kiddush, but it could be that, uh, that, 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 that that's permissible based on this exception, that you're not doing it derech kriyas ha-pasuk, you're doing it derech tefillah. A third exception, the chuvas maram shik, or chayim sim kuf chavdalid, only when you're saying a pasuk for some chiyuv or a drosha, there's an isr not to be mafsuk pasuk. When you're saying a bederech tzachus, it's mutter, right? A lot of times you get a wedding invitation, and it says, uh, kol sasam v'kol simcha, kol chasan v'kol ka 
Kala. That's a part of a Pasuk. That is not a whole Pasuk. How are you allowed to do that? It's Bidarach Tzachos. It's a way of saying, look, there's a wedding over here. That's where Shakta points out that generally speaking, you really shouldn't be putting Psukim on wedding invitations because then people can't be throwing them out. And what do people do with wedding invitations? So now most people make wedding invitations online. So you just, uh, you're allowed to delete the email. That's not, that's okay. But, uh, but so, so nowadays it happens like that. But, uh, but still, some people do send, uh, you know, paper invitations. So, uh, so you shouldn't put a full, a full pasuk. So are you allowed to just write kol sumcha v'kol chasam v'kol kala? So Pashto says yes, Rav Shachta pointed out, because that's darab tzachos. It just means it's, a, it's not a, no one looks at that and says, ooh, a pasuk, let's learn together. No, it's a, it's a, it means that there's a wedding over here, and it's clearly not meant as a, uh, as a pasuk. Another exception, Tshuvas Ha'elif L'chashlomer, Rav Shlomo Kluger writes that when you're mechavin for kriyas pasuk, there's this not to be mafsuk, but when you say a chatzim pasuk, derech raya from a pasuk is mutter. Like the Chanosia Sasharachon, you know, when you bring a raya from a, from a pasuk, and you only need the raya from a half a pasuk. The Gemara does that all the time. The Gemara always brings a half a pasuk when it's bringing a raya to something. So that's going to be mutter mutter as well. Others suggest, other achram suggest that the Yisr is only betzibur, but biyechidus maybe you're you're allowed to do it. So there's a big sugya. There's a lot a lot of exceptions and a lot of questions from other you know from from many hanhados that we have in halacha that we have in daily life. So it's a, it's a fascinating and a very large sugya. Okay, but Vaitar in the Gemara now. Parsha Kedol Koron Asa Bishnayim. We said if you have a large parsha, you divide it up to two olim. Bishachus Musaf Mincha Koron Al Pian. And then we said that uh, that Shachus Musaf and Mincha they would uh, say it Balpeh uh, as if they're Korei Shema. So Gemara says, whoa, whoa, what does that mean? Yibayilu Hechi Kamar. What's the Mishnah trying to say? Where do you put the Kama over here? Bishachus Ube Musaf Koron Asa Basefer, and then Kama Ube Mincha Koron Asa Al Pe. Is it only Mincha that's the exception where they're going to do the Kriya Satora like we say Kriya Shema? Maybe you put the Kama elsewhere, you read it like this. Bishachris, Karnasabha Sefer. Kama. Meaning the suffix is which side of the kama is musaf on? Is musaf that which we read balpeh, uh, or do you read musaf bichsav as well? So Tashma says we will bring a brisa that elaborates. Bishachus of musaf nichnasin lebeisak nesses the korin kederech shekorin kol hashana. So very clear. And musaf you also read from his sefer Torah. Uba mincha, and when they come into the shul at mincha time, they wouldn't take out a sefer Torah. Each individual, one an individual would read about pe. Amr Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yosi challenges. Is the Yachid allowed to just read Balpet to the whole Tzibur? No. Everyone reads it to themselves. It's not a Yachid reading to be Motzi the Tzibur, Balpet. Everyone themselves reads it Balpet. But that's not the focal point for us. Our point of focus is that, that it said that at Mincha, that it was Dafka at Mincha that there would be Kori Alpet. And Musaf, they'd be Kori Mitoch Haksav. So that's therefore a Raya which side of the Kama Musaf belongs on. That Shachras and Musaf go together, Minchas on the other side. Then we said in the Mishnah that whenever there's halal, there's no maimid. And we said, what cancels the ma'amadus? The carbonatesim would cancel the maimid by a ni'ila. So the Mishnah means to say, a day that there is a carbonatesim, which we're going to spend much of this stuff discussing the carbonatesim, there were no ma'amadus by ni'ila. So ma'ahefri shpenzel is that. What's the difference between mincha and ni'ila? That a carbonatesim is docha, only the maimid of ni'ila, but it's not docha, the maimid of mincha. Answer the Gemara, halalu divrei Torah, halalu divrei sofrim. The answer is very simple. 
Mincha is a din raisa. So carbon Eitzim is not going to be Docha, the Maimut of Mincha, whereas Ni'ila <coughs> is only Midivri Sofrim. <coughs> so the carbon Eitzim could be Docha, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Mitzvah Midivri Sofrim of Ni'ila. Now this is a very important line of Gemara. There is a uh, well-known Machokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, whether Tefillah uh, is Doraisa or not. Everyone agrees, even the Ramban agrees that Tefillah Be'es Tzara is a, is a Din Doraisa, that when a person is in Be'es Tzara, you have to daven. But it's Tefillah B'chol Yom, Shachlis Min Chamarid. Is that a Din Doraisa? So the Ramban says, no, it's not a Din Doraisa. So uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Prichadash points out, and others as well, the Mabit, point out, this is L'chora Rai against the Ramban, because uh, the Ramban says Tefillah is Rabbanon. Over here the Gemara says, what's the difference between Mincha and Ni'ila? Mincha is Doraisa. How could Mincha be Doraisa? If it's only uh, the whole concept of Tefillah is Doraisa. Maritzchayis asks another kasha. How can we learn Tefillah is Mincha from Yitzchak? Generally speaking, in the Medim, we call the Matan Torah, right? Rashi points out, what makes it Doraisa? Because we learn it from Yitzchak. That's not what makes something a Din Doraisa. You're not allowed to learn Din Doraisa from the Matan Torah. It had to be given to us again at Harsina in order for it to be a Din Doraisa. So it could be that one question answers the other. That we don't mean that it's a real Dindaraisa. We mean that it has very early roots, including that which is alluded to in the Torah itself. And that's what it is. So it's a, a tefillah may be a Dindarabanan, but it's much stronger than the Ila in the sense that Yitzchak Kavinu was Masakin tefillah. It's not enough to make it a Dindaraisa, but it's enough to make it have roots Bidaraisa. So that's perhaps how the Ramban would understand uh, would understand this Gemara. So the Mishnah went on to say, Zman Va'am, Tan Rabban, Va'am. So the says, why does the Mishnah mention the Zmanim that these families would bring their Eitzim, each one, you know, their, their special day to contribute the Eitzim? So Amru, because there was a story behind it. When the Bnei Agola came back to Eretz Yisrael, they didn't find any Atzim Aracha after Gola's Babel. They returned after 70 years. Ezra HaSofer led their return, the minuscule return to Eretz Yisrael. It wasn't what it was supposed to be. That's what uh, this week is. Uh, we, have, uh, we have three fast days this week. We only observe one of them. We only observe of Asar Bateves, but Ches Teves is also a fast day, and Tes Teves is also a fast day. So Tes Teves is because uh, of the death of Ezra Sofer. It's the outside of Ezra Sofer. So he... Uh when he led people back from, from he, was, he contributed a lot to our, our religion would look very different he was uh, the head of the Anshik Sagadol that was Masakin formalized tefillah there were a lot of things that, that he did that, uh, that, uh, that, that are, are, are very noteworthy so anyway so when they came back from Babel so they didn't find any Eitzim for the Ma'aracha Belishcha and the Lishcha Seitzim in the base of Migdash so Amdu Elu those Mishpachos that were mentioned in the Mishnah got up is not Vumishalam and they donated from their own and the Nevi'im among them made it tonight Shafil Lishcha Malay even if the lishcha is full of eitzim, you elum is not in mishalahen. These mishpachos will always have the right to contribute the eitzim on their own, <coughs> and they can use and they'll use the eitzim that these mishpachos uh, volunteer because on those days that their forefathers uh, brought that their forefathers donated the eitzim. Even though, generally speaking, there will be Eitzim in the Lishcha. There are plenty of Eitzim. But they get the right to, uh, to, to contribute the Eitzim that are actually used. That's what the Pasuk is referring to, the bringing of these Eitzim. And together, we said in the Mishnah, together with Zesu ben Yehuda, was also Karim Levi and Bakal Mi, and also Bnei Gonve Eili, and and B'nei Kotzei Ketzios, so says the Gemara, wait a second, Tanur Rabbanu, Mayu B'nei Gonveil, 
Bnei Kotzikatzius. Who are these people? Who's Bnei Gonve Eli? Why, how do you earn a name Bnei Gonve Eli? Well, what's Bnei Gonve Eli? How does one earn the name Kotzikatzius? What does that mean? So I'm with Pamachas because I'm also Gzeirali. So I'll show you a few years One time there was a Gzeir against the Jewish people that they weren't allowed to bring Yitzim Maracha. They weren't allowed to bring Bikurim to Yerushalayim. The Marsha says why Dafka these two things where they did they attack. Marsha says these are two things that are done with great simcha, with great fanfare. When they bring the Bikurim, they would have a whole parade. The Hava Seitzim was a yomtov for, the, for them. It was part of the Megillus Tainus of what they would do as a special yomtov. So any, if you can take away the simcha of Yiddishkeit, you'll, uh, you'll ultimately take away a lot of Yiddishkeit. Meaning if people won't find simcha in their Judaism, if people won't find simcha in their Avodos Hashem, then ultimately they're not going to connect to it. For Shiva Prusdos, and they set up guards, Aladrachim, on the roads to Yerushalayim to make sure no one was bringing Eitzim and no one was bringing Bikurim. Just like Yeravim ben Nevad after the split of the Malchus between Rechavim and Yeravim, and since Rechavim was the real Melech from the Malchus based David and had the right to have Yeshiva Ba'azara, unlike Yeravim, who was not from the Malchus based David and therefore couldn't have Yeshiva Ba'azara, so Yeravim knew that it would look terrible for him if uh, everyone went to the base of Mikdash and there Rechavim was able to sit in the Azara and Yeravim was not. So he set up alternate forms of worship, uh, Igle Azav, and people weren't allowed to go to Yerushalayim. So just like uh, Yeravim set up guards to make sure no one's going to Yerushalayim, they set up guards, they, the, these authorities set up guards to stop people from bringing Bikurim. What did the good people and the Yerechet of that generation do? They brought uh, baskets of Bikurim and they had dried figs around the edge of the basket and they took them and they took an Eli, which is a wooden uh, pestle, on their, on their shoulders uh, with them. And that's what the, uh, the, the, the reason they took the Eli, Tosyantov says they needed to bring the Eli with them uh, because uh, uh, the, the Ktsios would not have been a good enough excuse because Ktsios are also rotten for Bikurim. Because if you're bringing from uh, distant locations, you don't want to bring fresh fruit, it's going to rot by the time you get there. So they would bring, uh, they would bring dried fruit. So when they got to the guards, where are you going? We're making fig cakes with this uh, with this Eli that we have. Once they uh, they passed the guards, they would be ma'ater the baskets. They'd uh, decorate the baskets uh, with uh, as as they would when you'd bring bikurim vivim and then they would bring them to Yerushalayim. And that's why they're called gonve Eli because they were they managed to. Uh, to elude the shomrin, they elude the guards through the Eli. The reason that they're considered uh, Gonve Eli are, are included with the Gozrei Eitzim, the Marsha says, is you have to realize what they were doing was not only taking care of Bikurim, they were also taking care of the Eitzim. The Eli itself was used as the Atzim Aracha, so they were sneaking both things in at the same time uh, by, by bringing the Eli. So Tana Heinein Bnei Salmai Hansofasi, that these were the uh, the bnei salmai on safasi. So the Gemara brings a brisa that explains what was the ma'isa with bnei salmai. Tanu rabban ma'in bnei salmai on safasi. Amru pamachas kazer malchus kzeira the social shleivius and maracha that they again made a kzeira that they shouldn't bring aids into the maracha for shivu prozos al adrachim and they set up uh, guards on the uh, on the roads. Kederek shoshiv yiravam ben nevat just like yiravam ben nevat set up shomrim al adrachim shelo yali yisrael regel to stop people from being olo the regel. So what did the Yerechet of that generation do? The Marsha says, uh, points 
out that it's interesting that over here we only mention a Yerechet, we don't mention Ksherim, whereas previously we mentioned Ksherim, but what did the Yerechet do? Heviu Gizirei, and they brought their, uh, their their blocks of wood, Vaasu Sulamos, and they made ladders out of the wood, and they put them on their shoulders, and they brought these ladders, when they got to the guards, the guards said, where are you going? We have these tall ladders, because we're trying to get birds from up in the dovecote. We're going to use these ladders for that purpose. Once they got past the guards, they'd pull apart the ladders, and they would bring them as the Eitzim to Yerushalayim. It's about people like this that we say, that we always try to remember the Maisim Tovim of Tzadikim, and that always serves as a source of bracha. As far as the likes of Yeravim Mednevat, we always mention them for the bad because of all the evil that they uh, that they did. In the Ewan Yaakov, he discusses why did they dafka make ladders? There are so many kalim you could make out of wood. They could have brought standards. They could have brought, right? There are so many different things that you can make out of wood. So he said, well, the halacha is by the Yatsim Racha that the wood can't be uh, metula, can't uh, can't be wormy, can't be uh, insecure, you know, less than uh, fully secure. Um, uh, so uh, so it, 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 uh, other wooden kalim could be made from etzim metulaim, but a ladder you would never make from etzim metulaim because you, you can't have even just one rung that's uh, that's that's shvach could be very dangerous. So uh, so they wouldn't make it from etzim metulaim. So they wouldn't. People would have realized that they were bringing solid wood, uh, you know, to made you know in, in the form of other kalim. The guards may have been onto them, but with the ladder there was nothing at all suspicious about it. That's what the Ian Yaakov. Uh, that's what the Ian Yaakov writes. Okay, weiter in the Gemara now. Um, so we said on the twentieth day of Chodeshav, Bnei Pachas Mov Ben Yehuda. The Bnei Pachas Mov Ben Yehuda brought these etzim. So Tana, who is this family? Bnei Pachas Mov Ben Yehuda. Hein Hein Bnei David Ben Yehuda. That means David Amelach. It means the family of David Amelach, because David was also a Ben Yehuda, uh, and he's called Bnei Pachas Moav because David is Pachas Moav. He comes from Rus Hamoavia. In the Siach Yitzchok, he points out, and Pachas is like like bring to your governors it means someone of authority someone of uh, of governmental power so he's David is a Pachas so he's Pachas Ben Moab it's Rameir Shita Rabbi Yossi Omer that it's a reference to Yoav Ben Sruya who also uh, who also is a descendant of Rus because his uh, mother Tsruya was a sister of David HaMelech Be'esrim Be'elul on the 20th day of Elul, Bnei Adin ben Yehuda. Who's that? So, Bnei Adin ben Yehuda, Hain Hain Bnei David ben Yehuda. Uh, that uh, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that that's a reference to David HaMelech. Now, in the previous price, so we said that Bnei Pachas ben, ben Yehuda, Rabbi Meir held was David HaMelech. This is Rabbi Yehuda saying that that uh, that this uh, person is David HaMelech. So, they, they, uh, they're disagreeing which one is David HaMelech, but they're both agreeing that, uh, that, that David HaMelech is covered over here. Rabbi now Rabbi Yossi appears in both prices saying that these families are Yov and Sriya. So according to Rabbi Yossi, it would turn out, and the Gemara is going to discuss this in a moment, but according to Rabbi Yossi, it would turn out that the family of Yov and Sriya brought are mentioned twice 
in the uh, in the Mishnah. So now parush. Now considering what we just said, the Mishnah goes on to say that an parush had a second turn. parush went again. They had a second turn to uh, to, to bring uh, to bring the the eitzim. So says the Gemara. Well, wait a second. Money masnisin. Who's the town of our Mishnah then? Lo Rabbi Meir, Lo Rabbi Yudav, Lo Rabbi Yossi. It fits none of the three shitos in Tanoim because he Rabbi Meir. If it's assuming like the sheet of Rabbi Meir, and according to Rabbi Meir, Pachas ben Moab is uh, is is uh, uh, Pachas uh, Moab uh, ben ben Yehuda that's on the twentieth day of Av is David ben Yehuda. So just like by Parush it says in the Mishnah that he brought a second time. Listen, Shavu bnei David ben Yehuda. It should say that on the twentieth day of Av, bnei David ben Yehuda brought Eitzim Shnia a second time because bnei David ben Yehuda brought already on the twentieth day of Tammuz. So if they come up again in a different form in a different name, it's the same family going twice. And he Rabbi Yehuda, and if you're going to say that the bnei Adin ben Yehuda are bnei David ben Yehuda, so then listen, Shavu bnei David ben Yehuda Shnia. Also, it should say that on Esrim Ba'elul, David ben Yehuda went a second time. If you're assuming like like Rabbi Yehuda, so uh, and and e Rabbi Yossi, and if you want to say the Mishnah like Rabbi Yossi, then just from the Brises alone that we brought, we see that there's a repeat because listen, Shavu bnei Yoav ben Shnia, because the Rabbi Yossi in the first Brisa said that bnei Pachas ben ben Yehuda is Yoav ben Tzuria, and in the second Brisa said bnei Adin ben Yehuda is Yoav ben Tzuria. So it should have mentioned something about Shainus, about it being a second time for them to bring if you hold like Rabbi Yossi. So it says Marino, the other Rabbi Yossi, really the author of a Mishnah. Is Rabbi Yossi. I. Why does it mention that Yov ben Suriya brought a second time? It's a machlokas in the brises, which uh, what Rabbi Yossi really had, really held. Meaning they must have had a tradition that Rabbi Yossi held that somebody was Yov ben Suriya, and then uh, there were different traditions. There were different uh, the, where they where they disagreed, uh, where they veered from each other. Was which one was Yov ben Suriya? But not that Rabbi Yossi held that two of them are Yov ben Suriya. So Yov ben Suriya, in fact, did not have a second turn. Echad Betevis. Then the Mishnah went on to say Echad Betevis, which is Rosh Chodesh, where there's a Musaf and there's Halal Shalem because it's also Hanukkah, so there's Halal Shalem and there's a Karban Eitzim. So Loa Yibo Maimed. There was a, there was no Maimed by any Tefila because Halal is Docha the Maimed of Shachris. Karban Musaf Rosh Chodesh is Docha the Maimed of Musaf and Mincha. And uh, since there's Karban Eitzim that day, there's no Maimed by Niila. Some Mark Shisha Breda of Chista the Ravashi. Mark Shisha Breda of Chista says Ravashi Maishna Halal. Why is it that Halel is Doch the Maimed of Shachris, whereas Musaf uh, is Doch the Maimed of Mincha and not the Maimed of itself, of Musaf? No, 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 what are you talking about? Of course it's Doch the Maimed of Musaf. It's, it's, it's just that in addition to the Maimed of Musaf, it's also Doch the Maimed of Mincha. He says, no, but that's exactly my kasha. Well, it should only be docha its own maimed. Carbon Musaf should, should not have the power to be docha not only the maimed of Musaf but also the maimed of Mincha. It should be docha only itself. So Amalei Ravashi says back, Ika Rabbi Yossi Dukai Kavaseich. Rabbi Yossi holds like you that Carbon Musaf is docha only the maimed of Musaf and not the maimed of Mincha. Titania Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kalyom Sheishba Musaf, Yeshba Maimed. Any day that there's a Musaf, there's a maimed, and he disagrees with the Tanakama who says that a day that there's a Musaf, that, uh, that there's 
there's no Maimid. So Maimid to Mai. Which Maimid is Rabbi Yossi talking about? That on a day that there's a Musaf, there's a Maimid. Which Maimid still exists when there's a Musaf? Even Maimid Shachris. If it's trying to say Maimid Shachris, well, Tanakamanami Yachikamar. Tanakamar agrees with that, that having a Korban Musaf is not going to cancel the Maimid of Shachris. Ella must be Maimid Musaf. The Rabbi Yossi is saying that when there's a Korban Musaf, there's a Maimid of Musaf. That doesn't make any sense. Tide Nami Lo Dachi. The Korban Musaf is not even going to be Docha. It's own Maimid, Ella de Mincha. It must be that's the point of dispute. Point of dispute between the Tanakam and Rabiosi is when you have a carbon Musaf, is it Docha the Maimid of Mincha? So, well, carbon Eitzim uh, Dachi. Well, the, the, on, on the day that there's a carbon Eitzim, uh, there's no Maimid of Mincha. So, from Rabiosi, who says that any day there's a Musaf, there's a Maimid, it sounds like even on the, uh, if on that day there's also a carbon Eitzim, there's going to be a Maimid. A carbon Eitzim is the Docha the Maimid of, of Mincha. So, it can't be that it's uh, that Rabbi Yossi holds that there's a Maimon of Mincha on each day that there's a Musaf. El Olav, what you have to say is, what Rabbi Yossi is saying, that on a day that there's a Korban Musaf, there is a, there's a Maimon uh, de Ni'ila, that is referring to the Maimon of Ni'ila, that Musaf is not Docha, the Maimon of Ni'ila. What you see is Rabbi Yossi holds that a Korban Musaf is Docha, its own Maimon, but it's not Docha, a Maimon that's not itself, like Mincha or like Ni'ila. Sometimes something else will be Docha, the Maimon of Mincha, but uh, it's not going to be docha. It's a, a, a maimed that's not its own. So shmamina. That's how you see that there's such a shita of Rabbi Yossi. Now it is interesting because Lemaisa the Gemara never really answered the question. Ravashi didn't answer Markashisha. Uh, you know the question that Markashisha asked. He asked why is it that when there's a carbon musaf, the maimed of mincha is uh, is nidcha, not only the maimed of musaf. And he says, yeah, there's a tana that holds that way. But, uh, but he asked, how could there be a tana that doesn't hold that way? So he didn't really explain that uh, that shita. He just said that. That's a uh, that there's a there's a tana that holds that ain't a chinami. It doesn't have the capacity, it doesn't have the power to be docha some other maimid. Okay, the Mishnah also said that echabateves there was no maimid at all because as we said because echabateves where everything coincides. You have halal and you have carbon musaf and you have carbon and it's chanukah. So well halal is chanukah. So listening ami bechad benisan aloya bo maimid meshiyish bo halal the carbon musaf carbon Why not say echad benisan is also one of those days where everything coincides where everything. Uh, comes together because you have halal of Rosh Chodesh on uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan and you have a carbon musaf um, and you have a carbon eitzim. So the carbon musaf should be doch the maimon of musaf mincha. Carbon eitzim should be doch the maimon of Ni'ila and the halal of Rosh Chodesh should be doch the maimon of Shachris. So that should be another example. Amar Rav Zosa Meres. So Rav says no, no. Halal of Rosh The halal of Rosh Chodesh is not a halal midaraisa. Saying halal Rosh Chodesh is only a minag and therefore it's not going to be doch the maimon of uh, of Shachris. But uh, there was no Maimon at all because the Halal is a Halal of Hanukkah. That's not just a Halal of, uh, of Minag. That was Niskan al Alanais. Al- 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 and uh, since the Nevi'im were Masakin to say Halal, I'll call Tzara Shlotava so they would say it on the, the Geula from that, and that's Kido Oraisa. It has a status like a Daraisa. There are 18 days a year, Yachid Gomer Ben Asa Halal, where Yachid will say the full Halal. Shmonis Vechag, it is Sukkish, 
Shemitzvah Mechanika. It is Chanukah. Yom Tov Rishon Shal Pesach. First days of uh, first day of Pesach. Yom Tov Shal Atzeres on the first day of Shavuos. Ubagola and in Chutz Laaretz where they do two Yom Tov Misafik. Esrim Ve'Echad Yom. It's Esrim Ve'Echad Yom. It's twenty one days of the year. Ve'Eluhein Tishas Yimeichag. It's nine days of Sukkot because the next day Shmonas Yimeichanukah. Still only eight days of Chanukah because there's no Sfeik of the Yom by Chanukah. Shnei Yom Rishon Shal Pesach. It's two days of Pesach. Shnei Yom Tov Shal Atzeres and two days of Shavuos because in Chutzlarts we have uh, the the uh, Yom Tov Sheni Shal Galios. Rav Babel. One time Rav went to Babel. Chazinu de Kakara Leil Bereish Yarcha and he saw that they were saying Halal on Rosh Chodesh. So Savralav Sukinu. So Rav thought to stop them from saying Halal. You don't say Halal on uh, on Rosh Chodesh. So I apologize to the Zoomers. Uh, the, uh, the you don't say Halal on Rosh Chodesh. So Rav wanted to stop them from uh, from saying Halal so, because uh, you know you're not chayv to say Halal on Rosh Chodesh. And uh, the Gemara and Shabbos says anyone who says Halal b'chol yomer is a mechayv from a gadif. So it's not just something. Ah, oh, what do you lose? You're saying nice things to the Rebbeinu Shalom. No, you lose a lot. You're not allowed to say Halal. So Amr Shmamina Minigat. But but even the Chazid to come medalgi delugi. Once he saw that they were skipping in the Halal, that they skipped a couple of paragraphs. So uh, he said Shmamina Minigat the same be a day. It must be that it's a minigav asayim biyadeim, and therefore you can leave them. There is significant discussion in the poskim when, 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 if you're medalik, if you say a chazi halal, does that mean that you don't have the problem of harayz mechari from magadev? I mean, does that mean that you're allowed to say bechol yom, or is it dafka when there's a strong minag? Like Rav said, that Rav really, you need both. You need the fact that it's not a full halal and that there's already a strong minag. This is very nogay, obviously, to the issue of whether you're allowed to say a chazi halal on uh, yom atzmut, because if uh, if you hold that. Uh, yeah, once it's a chati halal, then it's not bechlal. Harizim mechari from magadiv, so there's very little to lose. But if you hold that uh, that even a chati halal is a mechari from magadiv, so then there's a lot to lose, and you better be pretty sure that uh, that you're supposed to be saying be saying halal at uh, at such a time. Now the the rishonim are bothered by well, did did he notice if they said a bracha or not? Meaning lechora, if it was only a minog, they shouldn't be saying a bracha. So that's a major discussion in the rishonim. Do do we in fact say a bracha on a minog, and is this maybe a raya that we say a bracha on a minag or does one not recite a bracha on a minag we don't have time to get into that right now but we'll pick up from there tomorrow I realize we're falling a little behind but that's by design the last stop is kind of short so uh, as this shem we'll pick up from there tomorrow have a good Shabbos everybody Shabbos Shabbos sorry the zoom conked out there for a minute